Hey, welcome back to the Make Lemonade podcast, the show for creators by creators. This is your host, JR. Today's episode, I sit down with Casper. He's from Poland. He runs a company called Scrape Labs. What's interesting about this episode is he offers web scraping as a service. He also has a, he's a growth marketer. He's got a downloadable guide on growth hacks, tactics for retention, acquisition. Really insightful episode from a uh, marketing position standpoint. And so if you're into that, you're kind of thinking about those types of things as a creator, this is an episode for you. Hope you enjoy. Let's dive right in. Casper, thanks for coming on. Tell me real quick how you got into web scraping. Actually, the first time I heard about scraping was at my first marketing role. It was a uh, startup conference. I was acquiring email leads to our cold email campaigns. And back then, it was pretty easy to get data from LinkedIn. And there were different free Chrome extensions that you could use to scrape data from, from different websites. And uh, I used this, this Chrome plugins to basically scrape like tens of thousands of contacts a month. It was super easy and I've always used it for different marketing purposes. Then yeah, last year I stumbled upon an interesting post in one of, uh, one of my favorite uh, Facebook groups, which is called Trends. It's like the most valuable group in the whole Facebook. <laughs> and basically nice. there was a uh, conversation about the web scraping and okay. it got huge interest. And I did some research and found out that most of these scraping agencies were focused on enterprise clients and there was nothing really about servicing smaller companies and doing right. more affordable services. So I thought that this might be the niche to, to get into. So I just pulled out a quick landing page, some search campaigns and I get immediate response and, and that's how that's how the, the agency will work. Would you describe yourself as a marketer or is this like, or is the technical aspect click with you as well? I always enjoyed doing the technical stuff, but I'm definitely a marketer than a technical person. Okay. That makes sense. Cause yeah, some of the scraping stuff for enterprises, they're probably doing what, like competitive analysis and trying to understand how to maybe price things or things like that. So what typically when you look at scrape labs, your agency, what type of customers are you looking for or are you servicing? So the cool thing about web scraping is that the use cases are basically unlimited. Because as you said, some of the most common use cases are market research, competitive intelligence, lead gen, price monitoring, but there are also some more, more use cases that you would never even think of. Most of our projects are focused on lead gen. Most of our customers either don't have any dev team or don't have developer resources at this time and are looking to outsource completely. So are you full time on this or is this a kind of a side thing or did it start as a side thing and then you've slowly transitioned? How, how does that work for you right now in terms of your time? At this point, I split my time um, between the agency Another project, which is called Scrapbook, it's a growth tactics database. So I first started a Scrapbook, the tactics database, and about six months after that, started the agency. And about another six months later, I quit my full-time job wow. as a marketer and went full-time on these two projects. Wow. Do you have a team or do you have freelance hires or how does that work right now with your team? Yeah, so Scrapbook uh, is handled all by myself. So I just create the content, tactic ideas, and so on. And for the agency, as I'm not technical, I have to hire uh, developers who are 
into web scraping specialists and also recently hired first project manager because I couldn't handle as many leaks. That's good. That's good. So did you, when you first started this, was that kind of your goal was to transition out of a full-time role into owning your own business? Yeah, it's been, it's been my goal for a very long time and I've waited way too long to, to launch anything publicly. I actually reached the, the moment where I was able to quit my full-time job a bit sooner than I expected. It's been a great decision. I don't regret it all. Yeah, congrats. So was it like a, was a revenue milestone, like a monthly revenue you needed to hit? And what, what was that number for you? Yeah, I didn't have a specific goal when I knew that I was going to quit. I just talked to a couple of other makers, internet creators who also went full-time and they said that, okay, if you're making one or two X your revenue from a full-time job for a couple of months and the, the revenue is growing steadily, just take the leap and nice. you won't regret it. What's your revenue at now? I don't actually disclose my revenue. I okay. did it a couple of times before and I had <laughs> too many copycats and I really? just stopped sharing this stuff. Yeah. 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 I guess. I, yeah. I could see that. So it sounds like you have two businesses, right? The web scraping, and then you have this collection of growth tactics and things to acquire and retain customers. What percentage of revenue comes from each? Is it 50, 50 thing? Or I'm just trying to get a sense of where you focus your time every day. It's about 50 50 in terms of revenue but it's 90 10 in terms of time spent and the 90 percent is spent on the agency stuff yeah makes sense so you have scrape labs which is the agency and then scrapbook which is the collection of the growth tactics let's talk about scrapbook for a second which is the downloadable kind of product so the when i look at it it's basically it looks like it's 280 plus tips, tactics, and things to grow, acquire, retain, monetize your customer base. Is that specific for just SaaS businesses? Yes. So I started out uh, with this database and it was only for SaaS, but then I also added another database for Ecom. So right now the SaaS one has 280 tactics and the Ecom one has 180. So do you ever get worried about as people download that, just copying it and, and replicating it and selling it or... How frequently are you updating that that collection? So right now I focus only on the quality of tactics because the collection is already huge. So I'm adding one or two tactics a month. Only when I find something really interesting when using other products, I, I have this habit of screenshotting everything that I see on the internet that interests me. And yeah, you know, sometimes I just create products out of it. What kind of tools do you use to run your businesses? Yeah, so Scrapbook is built 100% using no-code tools. Uh, so the whole product is in Airtable. I build the website in Webflow and for payments, I'm using Lemon Squeezy right now before these other providers, but yeah, Lemon Squeezy wins so far. And then before Lemon Squeezy, were you using uh, some, something else or did you start with Lemon Squeezy? Yeah, I started with Gumroad, then switched to Stripe and now Lemon Squeezy. Is there a reason why you switched to Lemon Squeezy and why you like it better? It's just it's really simple. I got recommendation from another creator, uh, Jakob Greenfeld, and yeah, he also moved from, from Gumroad, I think. He, he spoke really highly, so I just gave it a shot and liked it more than the other solutions. Being based in the uh, European Union, the fact that you're the, I think it's called Merchant of Record, it makes it so much easier uh, for all the accounting stuff. 
Yeah, we're we're proud of we're proud to to do that. So I guess I got a couple questions now. So what is the future like? Where are you going to next? So now you've kind of got this web scraping agency. Is it just to continue to grow, or are you going to continue to expand this kind of scrape brand that you've built up? Yeah, so there's definitely room to grow because uh, so far I've been handling all the leads myself and only hired a project manager recently. Also, some of the data that we're scraping can be resold, as you probably have seen, of the data set that I'm selling through uh, Lemon Squeezy. So this is the cool thing that once we scrape the data, uh, it can be valuable to, to other customers and we basically create info products out of it. There's also another uh, niche that I'm uh, slowly exploring, which is automation. So any uh, kind of repetitive tasks that your employees do can be automated uh, if you create a custom uh, software. And this is also a big space, something that we okay. could exploit. How long, so if someone puts an order in it at, for a web scrape, how long does it typically take? It varies on how much data you need and uh, how complex is the website, but projects, for example, scraping some simple directories could be finished in two, three days. But we also have a client who, for whom we're scraping significant amount of data and it's been taking us for taking us like a couple of months now. Interesting. So switching gears back to kind of your background with growth tactics, what are some of the things in 2022 that you, you feel like are, are new that we haven't seen before that are, that are working? I don't really know if there's any such thing, just having a, a strategy and, and following will always work uh, and not just taking some random things and, and applying them. And of course, this is uh, seen everywhere because people with no marketing experience will just take what, what sounds cool and try to apply yeah. it, even if it doesn't make sense for their, for their business. But yeah, it, it will always be like this. One of the things that I actually like about what you're doing is you, and obviously it's because probably because of your marketing background, but you know, you talk a lot about how you have, have no code tools. It was pretty easy to get up your type of product and your offering. And you've been more focused on sales and marketing and getting the customer base. And I guess from there, you can expand and make the product more and more how you want. So I think that's something that sometimes is often overlooked for creators, right? Especially SaaS founders. They're just... And there's that joke, right? I just want to add more and more features, one more feature. This next feature is going to bring this set of customers rather than just going out there and selling it. And so it's nice to see that that's the approach you've taken. Well, at least it's what it seems like. Yeah. But the thing is also because I'm not a developer and actually I would really love to, to, to be able to code and build all these features. On one hand, I understand where it comes from because it's when you're a developer, it's just fun for you to, to build all this interesting stuff. And I hear developers complain so often that they hate marketing and if you are able to to code and market your product you're invincible basically yeah you're a unicorn yeah you're from poland what's the startup space like there the entrepreneur like the tech scene i guess to be honest with you i have completely no idea because i hang out only on the internet circles of where i don't even know where people are from so i just treat all this startup scene at one place so can, can can tell you so it seems like you're kind of moving pretty well you said you spend 90 percent of your day on scrape labs doing sales but what does a typical day look like for you right now i start with as i mentioned before i started learning to code always the first hour of the day when my mind is fresh i I do some coding exercises. After that, I'm going into all the 
client communication, making sure my developers where our projects are at, delivering the data, making sure you know all the data is scraped accordingly to, to their needs, replying to leads, checking our, our new campaigns, communicating with my project manager. And then, uh, when I have a, when I have a moment, I'm doing something with, uh, with script lab, with script lab book, describing new tactics, creating content or creating some teardowns because I also do some consulting stuff where I'm analyzing different South websites uh, and onboarding flows. Okay. So you mentioned that you wanted to always kind of own your, your own company. What's your goal? Do you want to just grow it to a certain point and just maintain the lifestyle or do you want to sell or get an exit or? So my goal is to just build a lifestyle business. Uh, don't ever want to have like a big company structure, anything like that. So prefer to to keep it small, calm, and yeah, basically a lifestyle business. But the thing with me is that I get bored pretty quickly. So I need to <laughs> change, change what I'm working on pretty, pretty often. I'm definitely going to be selling uh, what I build and just starting something else. Probably also getting into the acquisition space, acquiring other, other oh, products okay. rather than starting them from scratch. Is there anything you have your eye on right now that's interesting to you that you'd like to acquire if you could? Nothing at this point, because I feel like if I were to, to acquire, for example, SAS, I first need to, to learn to code enough to handle it because mm. I've considered also partnering uh, with a developer, but I feel like it will be just more fun to finally learn to code, do it all myself. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so I've got one more question about some of your products. So in this, the scrapbook one, because it's a collection of interesting things. It's obviously growth tactics to acquire, but you've got a lot of stuff about retain and retention. And this is a subject that I've got a lot of insight and I guess opinions on. But what are some tips for some SaaS founders that you would recommend in terms of retention? I would say start with understanding how users use your product, where they find the value and map all the steps backwards, starting from learning what makes them get to the habit moment where they establish the habit and they use your product regularly. Then going back, where is the how moment? So where they experience the value proposition of your product for the first time, then going back what steps do they have to take to see the value for the first time and then build all these blocks that help them go step by step and uh, reach this moment. Sure. Yeah. So understanding the why first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because I think what's the most interesting thing about retention is a lot of times I don't think people really understand the difference between like voluntary churn and involuntary churn. Like people choosing to cancel versus like the failed payment piece. There's just, there's a lot to balance for a SaaS business. So with your web scraping business, is any of it subscription or is it all one-time payments? It's mostly one-time projects, but also there are some types of projects where customers need the data refreshed on the schedule, be either updating some data on a daily, weekly basis, or there are projects where people need monitoring different websites for, for changes. For example, it's very often where we monitor different stock market websites or, or different new pieces of information that come up. And if mm. you can be the first to know about them, you can make certain actions faster than your competitors, which is okay. an adventure, of course. 
Okay, so as we kind of wrap up here, I got a couple questions for you to just see what your thoughts are. So in terms of advice, and if you were just starting out or you someone was starting out, what sort of advice would you give them if you had to if you were starting all over again, knowing what you know now? Launch way faster than you think you're ready for it. And just mm. share as much of your knowledge as possible for free, which will help you build the audience for your future products. Good way to build trust, yeah. Okay, question about inspiration. Where do you get your inspiration from? Is there a certain company or founder or CEO that you follow that kind of inspires you? Or There is no one such person, I would say, just makes of different people, usually on, on Twitter or in the Trends Facebook group I mentioned before. Okay. Uh, favorite book or podcast that you listen to or have you read? Oh man, too many of them. Let me check my bookshelf. But one of the best ones I've read recently, oh, it's definitely American Kingpin. Okay. It's a book about the founder of Silk Road. It's a mind-blowing story. American Kingpin? Interesting. I'll have to check it out. And then if you weren't doing what you're doing now and you had to start a business, what, what would you go into? Would you build a SaaS, a marketplace, a course, info products, something non-tech maybe, like get into real estate? Like what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? Probably I would be a sailing coach because I was into sailing for over 10 years. That's cool. I appreciate you coming on. It's been good to, to get to know you. And congrats, by the way. Like just you hit some big milestones, right? You've got your own company. You've left your full-time job. Sounds like your business has grown really well. So I'm excited to continue to watch and stay in touch. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Jerry. It's been, it's been a pleasure. I'm on here and I really like what you guys are doing at Lemon Squeezy. So I'm definitely yeah. hoping to be a long-time customer. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Okay, all right.